This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show you can! This week, PlayStation Head is set to resign. On top of that, Platinum Games' top developer is set to leave its company as well. Two huge animated series based on iconic video games is coming to Netflix. Fans are issuing a class action lawsuit against Aspire over Knights of the Old Republic 2 on the Switch. Gotham Knights is rumored to also be on the Switch. Then, in our final stage, I review Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. All this and more in this week's edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. everybody and welcome back to another game filled edition of select start the video game podcast for acmg presents talk time live and talktimelive.com i am your host xavier josiah folks we got a very interesting show to talk about with my final stage review we're back to reviewing of cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty boy do we got a lot to talk about with that one um I consider this one of the greatest comeback stories. Just one of them. Because, you know, I was informed I forgot about this. There's a, another big comeback game that ever existed in the, in the name of No Man's Sky. I, it's like, okay, yeah, I might have to... That one, that one <laughs> may be at the top. I'm not sure. One of the two. But this is another winner. We're going to talk about why, the story, everything about it. I mean, if you play Cyberpunk 2077, you know what to expect. But in a hindsight... There's a lot that has changed in this game too, so this will be enjoy. This will be one of my most enjoy uh, enjoyable reviews <laughs> to date. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to say about this, and, and I, I'm just happy to be able to talk about the redemption of this game. So we'll be talking about all that. But um, hope everybody's having a great week this uh, week. It's a little, you know, <laughs> fall's definitely here. Okay, um, that is for sure. This is I love fall weather. I love fall weather. I love you know this is jacket weather for me this is we get to you know be a little bit more fashionable this type of season and all this stuff plus we're counting down just it's getting so much closer to new york comic con and uh i'm already ready we got our badges here we're all set um i gotta make sure i don't forget a damn thing here because this is gonna be a very interesting um a lot of fun is meant to be have and hopefully will be had at this event hope i don't break my knee or a leg or whatever going to this thing uh, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of things going on. So I'm looking forward to everything that's happening, especially with the writer strike now going in. I, I, I wish the SAG after strike will also end too, but you know, I think, I believe we got a long ways to go with that, but you know, one aspect is done. That's great news for not only 
um, Hollywood and writers, but also just, you know, the industry, like all other industries in general, that they got what they want and um, things are going to move on from there. So, and on top of that, all my favorite, you know, talk shows are going to be coming back now. So I'm looking forward to that. But in, hide, in, in hindsight of this, and to talk about writing, after playing and, and, and enjoying the story of uh, Phantom Liberties, God, these guys really do deserve everything they get for what they put in these uh, in these stories of these games and movies and stuff like that and TV shows and whatnot. So, um, like the people who made Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy alone should should have gotten uh, what they wanted a long time ago. Okay, so nonetheless, man, we uh, we got a lot of news to talk about. Some explosive news, honestly, this week. Like we're talking like major paradigm shifts if you will in in the world of uh the gaming industry let's start with jim ryan who is the head of playstation and ceo of sony entertainment he is leaving playstation this i mean all right this is as big this is absolutely as big as reggie fils like leaving nintendo um it is i mean we don't reggie fils was like a really great public figure in the industry he was absolutely like he, he branded himself as well as nintendo he was able to do that without overshadowing nintendo and i thought it was great but jim ryan like we don't talk about jim ryan much um but jim ryan comes out every so often every once in a blue moon and all this stuff but everything else is just he's in the background making sure playstation is one of the best systems if not the best game consoles of all time and after 20 plus years as a part of the gaming dynasty known as PlayStation, uh, the head leaves the company. In a statement made by Ryan, he notes that trying to create balance between uh, his life in the UK and the US has been challenging. Uh, this led to him making the hard decision to step down from his duties as the head of the legendary company. We can call it legendary company at this point. Like it's th this is fifth generation. They're still on top. It's a legendary dynasty at this point ryan is also ryan has been a part of the company continuous growth dating back to the playstation 3 era and that's when like i mean playstation's always been like it's been a heavyweight contender since its inception since ps1 but ps3 really changed the game in a lot of ways they really did um this was also the era where i believe they came out with the psp as well so you had that aspect too going on so there was a lot of growth there was a there was a uh, substantial growth period at that time with the company and the, the way they branded ryan will continue to operate as president and ceo until march 2024 so he's not immediately effective immediately stepping in he's just doing it as of two, april 1st 2021 hiroki to will be interim ceo of sony entertainment uh sony interactive entertainment so yeah, this is a this is big. That, that's a big one. Now, again, these guys aren't destined forever. Nobody's destined for forever. Uh, he is well earned his keep at this place and is well. He, he, he deserves to step down, you know, in a sense that like he's done so much for this company. And I think he left. He's leaving this company off on a great note um, where he's probably there are some trusted people who is really doing a great job right now and probably 
learned his philosophy, the way he he, he um, structures the company, he's leaving it in good hands. I mean, you got until 2024 to really make sure that you maintain that same philosophy and theme. But also, you know, there's going to be changes as well, guaranteed. But it shouldn't be much because PlayStation is still on top. Like at this point, if he, he's leaving on a great new, he's leaving when PlayStation is still the top company right now so anything that happens after that people are going to go back and compare whoever taken over officially like um total um totoki son is not he's not going to be the official he's just interim until they actually find somebody who is um qualified or do any any they could change it up at any time but um they're going to find a replacement and that replacement is going to have some big shoes to fill in this case so it'll be interesting because if anything goes down after the jim ryan error they're going to look at upon like as an instant failure and going to compare that person to jim ryan's error uh long term error so whoever they find that person got to be majorly on point because you you gotta i mean move it's going to be interesting let's just say that this can change the landscape of gaming in general like it, i mentioned Rez reggie fils from nintendo and by the way check out his book really 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 great book i've reviewed it like a while back if you want to check out what i thought about his book go back to um what was it go to talktomlive.com you can type in his name it'll pop up and i did a review when he came out with his book and the book is it's just fantastic um the things that i didn't know about him was absolutely fantastic like i didn't know he was haitian at all and that's awesome because like this is an actual dude of color running nintendo even though he is a light-skinned dude <laughs> in the industry so um who's to say that didn't play a factor but he is a man of color he's in there he's representing and he did a phenomenal job there now doug bowser which i still it, it they couldn't have found a better replacement with the name of bowser as your last name i i never get like that is just two on the nose there but doug bowser took over nintendo and as far as we know nintendo's still on tie is still shining under doug bowser's you know um you know uh, helm so Nothing has really changed with Nintendo in this case, and it's still running smoothly. They're still coming out with some great uh, content. Um, the Nintendo Switch is the best, you know, console they've ever done to this date. So, um, you know, for the, as far as Nintendo of America, everything's running smooth under Doug Bowser. You know, they they transitioned and assimilated very well into doing it, and hopefully PlayStation will be able to do the same there, because. Uh, you know, it's going to be a lot on the line <laughs> when it comes down to. So hopefully whoever takes over is more than ready and assertive enough to really want to take on that, that deal. But it's going to be an interesting uh, next few years, definitely to say the, the least there. But not only did we get this explosive news, we got another big bombshell of news in the world of Platinum Games. Platinum Games founder Hideki Kamiya also has announced that he is uh departing from his longtime company that he founded okay so hideki 
Kamea. If you don't know that name, you damn sure know the games that he um, directed and put and, and created. Um, one of which he directed Resident Evil 2. Legendary game. He went on to be the chief creator of a game called Devil May Cry. And from that point on, he went on to work on a couple of those series and other series as well. But um, I mean, if some of Con Capcom's favorites, like Clover, Okami, Beautiful Joe, just to say, you know, to name a few. He also um, directed Bayonetta, the original Bayonetta and Wonderful 101. So, I mean, he's been involved in a lot of games, especially for Platinum Games. And Platinum Games is one of my favorite companies. Solely, possibly, in part, because of Kamiya-san. And I, you know, I, Joe, Jim Ryan is leaving is one thing. Because, again, we talked about it, it could be a smooth transition there. Hideki Kamiya leaving platinum games this is a whole nother thing i don't know um it, when when you get major figures like him and jim ryan and um hideo kojima kg inafune just name a few like when you get people like that leaving um yoshinori ono when he left capcom as well for uh to you know part of ways with them he's out of i got whatever company he's working with now but um He's God, he was you talk about Reggie Fizeme being in the limelight. Like Yoshinori Ono was one of the most fun public figures to see. If you go to San Diego Comic Con, he was always there. Um, I still have pictures with uh, you know that I took with him. And see, I still have the the original Nintendo Switch. I you know, my original the first generation uh Nintendo Switch from 2017 that he autographed and signed on the back. I also have like two autograph um cards that he has that i have um framed as well like he was a colorful vibrant and charismatic dude and, you know you got people like that and then they leave it does take an impact away but it doesn't last forever like i thought i was wondering like how a street fighter game without yoshinori ono was going to be and we found out that from street fighter 5 which in in, in all hindsight in respect to, to ono son that game is really awesome you know uh they managed to make a game with the essence of what ono has done because you can never take away what yoshinori ono has done but they managed to carry on that philosophy and improve on it in a in a major way so you know kudos to them um but in this case i'm like this guy was the founder of it. He was the one that is, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Platinum Games will be because they have a certain particular theme to what they are, what they've done with their games. Their games are always, they make some of the best and most enjoyable 3D uh, third-person platforming action adventure games. I mean, like I said, you talk about Bayonetta, you talk about, um, you talk about, um, devil may cry these are like some of the most fun and over-the-top 3d platformer action games on the market i mean god they also were the ones and they also made licensed games too like teenage mutant Ninja turtles um avatar uh you what transformers devastation which is like in my opinion the greatest transformers game of all time like it was an action 
3D, you know, uh, platformer with the original cast of Transformers, mind you, um, voicing the roles as Peter Cullen and the original Bumblebee and all the, like, they went all out for that game. So you got that. I mean, there's so many awesome games that they've made down the line under his, um, under his, uh, helm, like in his reign. And it's going to be interesting to see what they've done, but he confirmed this on his, um, X account, if you will, you know, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Confirmation comes from a statement issued by, by the founder and by um, Platinum uh, with a statement published by Kaya, uh, Kamiya and he's, it translates. However, uh, it basically, what does it say? This came, uh, what is it? Where can I start here? This came after a lot of consideration based on my own beliefs and was by no means an easy decision to make. Now, that leads me to believe that the company is going into a direction that he's not uh, approving of. And granted, he's the founder, but you know, a lot of times when companies grow, they in they I don't know if Platinum Games is in a in, in a uh, stock market or whatever like that, or if they're publicly traded. That plays a factor. So once you become pub publicly traded, you know. Even if you're a CEO, whatever like that, you got to answer to shareholders. You got to answer to, um, you know, a committee of people that you no longer have that. You you may, if if you invest it in the, like, I'll give a great example. Vince McMahon, like say what I will about him. He is an evil genius. He is a maniacal, cerebral, evil genius. And even though he, he they, they had a, you know, um, a council of people, a committee of people with shareholders that they had to answer to. Vince McMahon still had like 51, <laughs> yeah, 51 shares of the company. So he gets, you know, majority vote of whatever happens regardless. And even though they sold the company, uh, now, you know, he somehow weaseled his way into becoming the CEO and executive of this company, still getting power of approval of whatever it's just god if you want to know who's a real life lex luthor there you have it that is we 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 live in a world with only lex luthor and no superman <laughs> right there but you know the the idea that he said that he um you know he's considering based on my my own beliefs and it was no means of easy decision he goes on to say however i feel this outcome is for the best. I will continue to create in my, again, let's take note to these, to the, what he said here. I will continue to create my Hideki Kamea way. This sounds like Platinum Games is trying to go a different philosophical direction with their game development. One of which he did not approve of. And that kind of scares me too, because whatever decision, I mean, what they were doing already was just phenomenal. And I don't know what they're going to do now to that's going to, that made him change to like, what was it that they said that led to him saying like, I don't like this direction. I'm, Cause Yoshinori Ono did this. It, I believe Yoshinori Ono did the exact same thing when it came to Capcom. And it was something we didn't, we never really truly knew what happened. 
with why he left we just know that he left and he went on to another company to do what he wanted to do with that company now he's not doing street fighter games or whatnot but i god i miss him so much <laughs> y'all understand how fun this dude was when you saw him at, at you know at, Cap, at capcom panels or whatnot but you know this is kind of the same way i believe um hideo kojima made have also made that same deal with konami and was like i'm out and i'm doing my own thing and he ended up working with um playstation exclusively you know doing the death stranding games or whatnot so i don't know what exactly led to him but we'll find out in the years to come like probably even next year we'll probably see well maybe we'll see a change in you know the games that they're coming out with or whatnot but if it's enough to make him leave and them saying it was it was obviously creative uh differences that's what this is coming off with like and he's still saying that he's going to bring his brand of game development you know uh of wrong so keep his eyes peeled i don't know if that means he's already negotiated or found with somebody i don't know if he has a a, a clause in his contract that doesn't allow him to work with other people or is he working on his own stuff or i don't know but it does sound like he's going to continue doing video games but under his own deal a lot and here's the thing too um if you go to talktonlive.com and you go back and listen to a lot of the interviews i had with indie game developers a lot of indie game developers are usually former employees of bigger companies um they're basically people who work for ea or uh capcom or whatever like that that you know again because of creative differences and creative license they wanted to do stuff on their own so they felt like and i know what that feels like um that, i think that's why i do enjoy talking with indie developers a lot because you got people who have ambitions and dreams but because you know they're under the big power uh company they're kind of conformed to doing what they want to do and they're not able to you know issue out their ideas in possible situations of like can, let's try this because they don't want to listen they want to go into their own thing when you might have an idea that can elevate the situation and if you feel stunted in your growth like that you're going to want to leave and that's usually the case with this situation so a lot of the people that i had the opportunity and pleasure of interviewing did just that they went uh desmond wong i believe if i'm correct he kind of did that too there was a few other people uh that i've you know talked to in the past you can hear in those interviews where we talk about that that they work for you know major companies or other companies and they just wanted to do their own thing they wanted to create their own art whereas you work for a bigger company it's not a, they don't treat it like art they treat it like another cash cow if you will and video games is an art much to what you want to think it is an art um it is no different than anything i've said this all the time i i did a term paper on it i did a research paper on the comparing and contrasting of art history to video game art and there's a lot of similarities to the evolution of both in terms of the visual evolution the perspective the the, the creativity aspect um the realism aspect like you compare it to you know i always if, like pong and and you know pong and the atari games and stuff like that 
you could compare that to the paleolithic era or caveman era for those who don't know what that is um you could compare it to that era because it was just very simplistic you know depictions of things that were supposed to represent real life situations we move on to you know it, it evolves into the nintendo era or the ColecoVision era if you will um and then it evolves into the the 3d era you know yu suzuki when he started virtual fighter and all that stuff really that became that became the actual how can i say the egyptian era if you will and then now we go to the greco-roman area where things are a little bit more uh photorealistic in a sense that's what became the later playstations and xboxes and all that stuff too so there are many ways to consider this art so when people feel like their creativity is being stunted they want to they want to get out they want to do it and some people have done that and done it successfully um hideo kojima has done it successfully uh keiji nafune has done it successfully even though mighty number no. nine puts a stain on him but it he, he's done things after that that are way more successful um in in hindsight of that but you have all these other people that have just moved on to doing other things and this is now another one so i'm very interested i'm look he comes out with a game that is you know to my liking i'm supporting him you know he we'll see if he was the true pillar of this company when he leaves and see what happens you know i was wrong about the Yoshinori ono thing and i was i wasn't even saying i was wrong about it in a sense like i just didn't know how it, i was just very intrigued and interested to see how capcom is going to be able to make a street fighter a new street fighter experience that outdid what yoshinori ono did because you guys remember when yoshinori ono came in he came in during a deflated time for fighting games fighting games was dying the, the genre was just dying there was no real excitement about it you know the even the evil tournaments or anything wasn't even the same yoshinori ono came in did street fighter 4 and revitalized the entire genre with the success of that game and all of a sudden esport tournaments are coming back and there's a resurgence of that coming back um you know and, and it was just it was a big deal a major deal because one street fighter officially now i say officially when it's a 3d form but it was already in 3d form with um street fighter you know uh alpha cross x plus alpha whatever like that they already did the 3d thing before but it did it was it was a stepping stone this kind of was like the definitive street fighter 3d game and say what you will street fighter 5 was a success yes they have updated it many times over and kind of made it a little bit of a cash cow type of situation but they added a new story element to it gave it a little bit more depth to it but it was still a success when it first arrived it was highly praised when it first came out and won awards and it became one of the marquee flagship tournament games for multiple years with evo so and it it it, it made jamie lee curtis a hardcore fan so, um so it was like this man really helped the the industry in a big way and, and history will prove that will we see this with platinum games 
will we see this type of situation with platinum games i don't know we'll see um i hope that they still maintain like whatever they're doing i hope they still maintain some of what kamea put together you know and i you know i don't know we'll we'll have to see um i just hope that like they they maintain um there was something of a new project that was supposed to come out and it didn't a few uh canceled projects um that it was supposed to come out and i don't know like maybe we'll find out later on what would happen with the situation but i wish him the best i'm glad he at least is still staying in the industry and i'm be interested to see who he ends up working with or what company he comes out with it's not the last time we're gonna see of him that's for sure so um that just blew me away i was like wow that did not see that coming at all not at once you know what else i did not see coming is the announcements of a bunch of new animated series coming out on netflix two of which are based on iconic video games and they're coming in 2024 one of which is the new devil may cry animated series that is coming out it is we've it's this is actually not breaking bombshell news but this is news that we've been following for quite some time because you know castlevania which was created and directed by Adi Shankar, Shankar that, that crazy ass dude. Um, he's been talking about doing this for quite some time and doing a Devil May Cry series. There was also, he went on IGN and also talked about like, he, he did something really kind of really erratic on that interview, it was stupid. Like he was he was too much of a gimmick of himself, you know, uh, or as, as they call him wrestling, a mark for himself. Um, so, basically he went on to you know talk about his work on castlevania which by the way castlevania um i believe nocturnal or whatever like that the new castlevania series is out right now six episode series is out on netflix right now it just came out this week but he went on to talk about a cross possible crossover of castlevania and devil may cry and we kind of saw something of that in the last castlevania season where i believe we saw dante's sword in there somewhere in there just left in there so that was leaving hits and now we got the we got the official announcement that devil may cry is coming addy sankar is working with uh animated studio studio mirror who has been a part of a lot of awesome and i mean absolutely awesome animated shows and anime series um it's coming out so i believe studio mayor didn't they just do the uh my adventures of superman as well so they're doing they're working on the devil may cry series too so uh yeah i'm looking for i thought this dude was out <laughs> we haven't heard from this guy in like forever now he's coming out with not only this but he's coming out doing a lot of other shows like he is uh the way i see it he's the greg berlanti of netflix right now in terms of animated uh series he's he got his name on a lot of shows and a lot of projects he's working on um that's one of them so it's it's possible that we may actually see this crossover happen now that this is coming to fruition this is scheduled to come out in 2024 there was a brief teaser we got to see what dante looked like um he looks awesome but we also got a short glimpse of what he sounds like and i will tell you this 
think I've known the guy long enough to know what he sounds like. Um, I do not think it is Ruben Langdon. I've had Ruben Langdon on the show three times. Ruben Langdon, who is the original voice of Ken Masters on Street Fighter and the original voice of Dante from Devil May Cry. And I don't think his voice, I think they're going to totally reboot this thing and totally start from scratch. Now, I don't know if that is true, if that has any indication based on the controversy of Ruben Langdon from before. He, he got, apparently he got quote unquote canceled because of his support of um, a few things. Um, but one of which was his support of Vic Mignogna. Vic Mignogna, the former voice of uh, Brawly from Dragon Ball Z and, and uh, Edward Ed Elric from Full Metal Alchemist. You know, that dude was under fire because of accusations of sexual misconduct in both conventions and in the studio. Uh, so that was a situation. And, you know, there he, he's going to have his friends. And one of them was Ruben. And Ruben kind of spoke out for him. Um, it, I will, I would also say Vic has some political issues too, that people had, you know, I was told this by people in the know and people who work with him before that told me that, um, they were, he has issues with a lot of things, but like he's on the right uh, of certain things. Now, both guys have been on the show and have been very nice. They've been on more than once and we've had nothing but great conduct and banter and all the stuff. This is prior to uh, Ruben is still Ruben. I'm still cool. I still, you know, I've, I've reached out to Ruben. He's still contacting me every so often. Like he's just an actual nice guy, but you know, in the world of social media, people take it, take uh, into context and, you know, just want to lash out at things for a lot of reasons. And some, some of it is warranted. Some of it is not. And, um, you know, it is what it is. Like when you're a celebrity, you, you say one thing that people don't agree with, you're automatically vilified for that reason. But some things, I don't think everything is warranted to be vilified. I, 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 I tend to believe that like Ruben got the bad shift. Vic Miana, I can't, I can't vouch for Like he was a really nice dude, but I can't vouch for a lot of the things that he has done, said, or allegedly is conducted, you know, but, um, it is what it is on that case. So like the other, the thing is, is like if they do a new Devil May Cry video game, who is and apparently because like if, if you can recall Johnny Young Bosch, uh, who is a friend of Ruben Langdon, has, you know, taken over the role and Ruben has gone on to say he approves of this. He is supporting this. It's fine, uh, even though it's sad that he has he is not taken on the role anymore. Um, so he can't, I don't think he could be the voice of Dante because he's also the, somebody reminded me and I forgot about this too, that he is the voice of Nero on the Devil May Cry series. So it's, that's going to be a hard thing to do. Um, it'll be interesting to see who is going to take over this role. It could be anybody, but if this is a reboot, that's fine because for anybody who are, who is Ruben Langdon fans, you could still watch the original anime that's like really canon to the series technically and, 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 you know, enjoy Ruben on that aspect. Like they're not totally getting rid of Ruben Langdon in the video games or in the actual anime series. He's still that dude, 
Like, I don't think what I, I think the reasons for them ousting him. I don't know. It, it's it's a tricky thing. It's a really tricky situation uh, in that case. But, um, you know, we got it. We may have a new voice of Dante here and it may not be Ruben Langdon this time. So, you know, Ruben Langdon, I know Ruben Langdon fans are going to be you're going to hear it because one people like Ruben Langdon and two people just like to argue on social media regardless just it's something to argue about it's something it can i say like doing that just finding something to argue and be upset about online is not therapeutic at all it's not even you know healthy from a mental and a psychological standpoint like i i can't stress this enough that and weaponizing the laugh emoji to troll people online neither of those things are healthy you know and when i say that because if you're on facebook every post that has an article or something like that always has this lonely minority amount of people who use laugh emojis to weaponize that situation you know weaponize somebody's comment or post or whatever like that it's not healthy and it's usually somebody that uses a burner account that they hide under just to voice their opinion if you got to go and go to that level and do all that yo it's not worth it that's telling you enough you're like what are you doing with your life just putting that out in the zeitgeist right there for you so if you're one of those people and you're listening right here and you're one of those people who go out and do that reevaluate your life you could be doing so much more and so much better with your life than taking the time to create an account put on a hit like a image so they can't see you which makes you come off like an introvert and, and and a little bit creepy in a lot of ways just to voice your opinion that you couldn't do on your normal account like if you got to go to that route that's saying something and for all i know it could be like teenage little kids and teens that you're talking to behind that realm and if if you are kids if you and i'm going to just assume that you are a kid that created the burner account because you probably don't feel like uh an adult would listen to you and they would talk you talk down to you in that way so you use a burner account to do that and adults don't realize it so they're gonna argue with you anyway thinking that you're talking to an adult kids that's not a good way to go either somewhere down the line it's gonna creep up on you and it's gonna be bad for you you're gonna realize this so i'm just saying the other announcement that was made that was based on a legendary uh video game is tomb raider the legend of laura croft all these all these new animated announcements today god the animation and the character design looks so fuck I, ooh. <laughs> almost almost went there <laughs> almost went there damn it caught myself but they're so absolutely fantastic looking i mean just incredible i talked about this i think um last week or the week before when i was talking about like how 80s cartoons had some really great character designs and animation style and then in the 90s kind of diluted and felt like really like budgeted and then warner brothers animation came out and just had some spectacular you know uh animation and and character designs that just really reminded you why u.s cartoons were so great we're seeing that again but even better than ever before you know when we see you know shows like he-man and now tomb raider and all these all like i'll talk about all of that on sunday's show but because there was just more than those two announcements uh, announced on it and new trailers that were shown for, uh from netflix geek but um 
just we are such a good time for animation and we're finally getting people who are fans of what we used to who we grew up with who want to see that quality and plus a lot of us grew up with anime and we saw how awesome japan did with their animation style like we need to step it up ourselves even whether it's working with them or working on our own to do something just as awesome as them like we need to step up our 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 shows and we have and i think anime helped wb to be on the level and be up and then in turn it helped everybody else to like be on the level so in a lot of ways thank you anime <laughs> and second that help thank you wb animation as well to that because now we're like we're in an era where some awesome animated series you kids once again get spoiled with a lot of great content that we had to struggle through during the 90s so you know enjoy that indeed so those both of those series are set to come out in 2024 so i'm looking forward to it it looks like it's going to be awesome there so ah let's talk about something that we've talked about in the last few weeks and that's fans uproar about particular games that are not giving you what you paid for in this sense fans sued developers aspire for broken promises of the remastered star wars knights of the old republic 2 game i keep saying should i get this and if i get this am i really gonna play this well i'm not now <laughs> because according to uh kotaku.com a new lawsuit comes in the midst of aspire abandoning promises uh promised dlc for the remastered cult classic uh on the nintendo switch again the nintendo switch is being haunted with developers not doing what they were supposed to do so a gamer by the name of Malashi Mikonolis, uh, let, let me, I'm gonna butcher this. Malashi Mikonolis, I believe that's how it's pronounced, uh, who is suing the publisher for failing to commit to their promise of offering a uh, refund due to their lack of content that gamers paid for or for by pre-order. If I'm, that's what I, uh, I believe would just happen here. He accuses Aspire for false advertising. This is not the first time a game company has done that mind you um the article says that michelonis purchased the game but opted out to playing it until it until the restored content dlc arrived before playing uh playing it on the nintendo switch so you know i i totally understand that you know if you find out that one of your favorite games one of your favorite all-time games is coming out on another platform and not only that, it's coming out with particular content that you've been waiting for. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to play it until I get all this experience. And once I, once it comes in, then I'll replay it all with the experience there. I totally get that. I absolutely get that indeed. Um, so he waits and he waits and he waits and all of a sudden, the game studio promised to eventually add the DLC down the road. And then when you think down the road, it's like, okay, maybe in a f like six months from now, maybe a few months from now, they're working on the DLC, maybe even like next year, who knows? But down the road should me usually mean pretty soon. In June, however, the studio announced that there were no longer moving forward with the release DLC, despite charging fans for it as an apology because they know they were wrong and when companies do wrong they try to make right without saying that they were wrong as an apology even if they didn't say an apology because a lot of companies don't admit 
that they're wrong about things this happened all the time i don't understand that philosophy it, it's incorporate corporations apologizing is a form of weakness and it's a i guess for them for some reason in the eyes of the public it is seen as they're not capable of meeting standards or quality i totally disagree with that i think you kind of humanize yourself as a company by admitting that you're wrong but also proving to make right as we will see when we talk about cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty in our final stage review this news also comes in the way so wait i should say like they you know as an apology the gamers fans and consumers um that bought the game were offered free codes to other remastered star wars games on the switch um like forced unleash and the other knights of the old republic and whatever games that are coming out here's the problem with that that may be good for some but that's not good for everybody because if you are a star wars fan and you own a nintendo switch chances are you may have bought every star wars game on there so if you're getting a free code that means nothing to you because you got all the games already you want your money back you should get offered a refund for that there like there shouldn't be anything or a, at least a game for all of your library because what if they have all the games what are you doing there for those who got all the star wars games already what are you gonna do for them so yeah in some ways you get screwed out of this i feel like he has legs to stand on i'm not a lawyer or of any kind but i feel like there he has he and other people have legs to stand on and this news also came after the reports of the studio struggling to develop the knights of the real republic remake that was uh teased for playstation 5 uh a while back and all of this a class action lawsuit will allow anyone who experienced the same disappointment of buying the game with the intention of receiving the dlc can also join in this uh, class action lawsuit as well the remastered game on the eShop, on the Nintendo eShop, is now going for $7.50. That is horrible. I hope they win this case because it'll light a fire under every single developer's ass who has tried to do the same thing. I will, look, I keep saying this because this is the biggest example I could possibly make, and that is 2K Games. You talk about somebody who got a, who got, should have gotten a class action lawsuit. That company should have got it for WWE 2K18 because to this day, people got a really bad game and we paid a lot of money for that bad game and nothing ever came of it. They never really truly, you know, fixed it. That's why I always praise AEW games and THQ Nordic. Say what you will about the fact that they got, they have, they don't have that many features. That's nothing. The game is still playable and it's still, it's still fun to play in its core. The game is highly playable. It's the only 3D, true 3D wrestling game on the Nintendo Switch right now. And even though it's not perfect, they have improved on it a lot since it came out four months ago, but especially with the recent, you know, um, update that, you know, I talked about last week. It has one or two little kinks, but it has come such a far away and it's still way more playable and enjoyable and does not crash compared to wwe 2k18 when it came out so say what you will for all you wwe fans that try to you know dog out and down that game it's still way more better than that game we talked about mortal kombat 1 
Mortal Kombat 1 is in this situation too. And if they don't improve on this game, it's possibly safe to say that Netherrealm Games can uh, be issued a class action lawsuit for what they did with this game as well. So I'm hoping that these guys win. I hope that Netherrealm Games get their act together and get their shit together and come out with a game that is visually stimulating enough on the PlayStation, or, or not the PlayStation, on the uh, Switch, but also plays way better and processes way better than it does now. I refuse to play that game on the Switch right now until that update comes. Um, and if there's a class action lawsuit for that, I'm stepping in on it <laughs> because I was so hyped for this game, like everybody else, because there was no reason. Again, people, they're going to be trollers who don't own switches that are online right now that have been clamoring to talk to talk bad about the switch and try to generalize the disappointment and the failure of the release of this game to every other game that's ever come out and talking all this type of crap even though they don't own a switch at all and they've never experienced anything from what the switch has done and don't understand why yeah regardless of what you say yeah you're gonna always say because zelda was a great game but everything wasn't that's not true i counted i found my i found my uh library i own over 400 games on the nintendo switch a lot of them a hell of a lot of them i've reviewed since 2017 for me to actually own that library and by the way folks those are poop reviews poop is my acronym for paid out of pocket <laughs> okay their games 98 or 99.5% of those games I have purchased on my own. Only two games by way forward I've ever gotten as a, uh, as a, I uh, got a review code for. That's the only ones. Three actually. I'm sorry. I'm, it may be actually three games because I think I got um, Cyber Shadow as well. I think I did. Maybe I did. Um, did I? Yeah, I think I did got Cyber, uh, Cyber Shadow as well. Um, but every one of these games I have actually reviewed, I paid I, I paid out of pocket. So for me to invest that much into these games for reviews is telling of how, and, and here's the thing, a lot of those games that I've bought, most of them got a B or higher. There's only a rare amount that got C's of C grades. A lot of these games, most of my games are played on the Switch because I always try to test the Switch, the Switch's ability out because it's easier to say that a game can be easily enjoyable on a on a PlayStation or Xbox or PC because of the processing power of it. How these ports play on a Switch, that's a true test. And not all of them, you know, not you know, not every once in a while you get one that doesn't make it, that doesn't level up. Mortal Kombat 1 surprisingly is that one because Mortal Kombat 11 was great as well as Injustice and Mortal Kombat 9 on the PS Vita. All of them played great. They didn't, they wasn't as visual stimulating. I don't have that same, you know, hang up as other people, superficial hang up as other people do because I realized that games don't have to be visually stimulating to be enjoyable. Okay. I am married to a very beautiful woman. I don't need anything else to be that stimulatingly beautiful in my life. I've had, I've dated a lot of, you know, beautiful people and women in my life. I, you know, 
I, I don't have to focus on that aspect to, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's not my deal. So it could, if it's, if it's 4k stunning dope, if it's not, that ain't bother me. How I, can I enjoy this game? Can I have fun with this game? That's all that matters. So out of all the 400 and some games that I've played and enjoyed in this game, well, a lot of them gets a high average B plus. If I round all that up together, it's probably going to be a B plus or a minus more than it is a C or whatever like that. So there are a lot of great games on that system. It just so happens that you get every once in a while, you get one or two that doesn't level up. And when you get one as high profile as Mortal Kombat one that plays in, but a lot of times these practices happen and they need this is the part where i'm happy that this person decided to put out because that person is exactly what i say all the time you need to be you could be a fan you could be a gamer and a love for gaming but you need to be a consumer first and this is what this person was this person was a consumer first and as a consumer that person did not get what they were promised and as a result, they this company got their money with no, you know, with, with no repercussions. In hindsight of this, that person has the right to sue. Everybody has the right to sue, and we need to help hold these companies accountable for it. Like I'm, like uh, seriously, I, I I have faith that Ed Boon will give his word, and NetherRealm will piece together what should be done with, with Mortal Kombat 1 on the Switch because of their past situation. But nonetheless, man, like if they don't, we have every right to sue any one of these companies when stuff like this happens. We cannot allow these companies to get away with the stuff that they're getting. All these coming out with rushed games and trying to fix them like down the line and then, you know, no. They need to be ready when we when you say they're ready. I don't care if you have to listen to shareholders. You should be listening to the people who pay for it. The people who will, you know, say whether your game is good or not. Like when when they do stuff like that, to me, it's insulting our intelligence. It's disrespecting us as a target audience. It shouldn't be. And all of you that are listening, all of you who buy those games, absolutely should be more way more assertive. In, in, in situations like this and take an initiative to voice your opinion to say like I paid my hard-earned money for this game I deserve better all the crap that I go through in my life all I ask is for the most anticipated game that I've been waiting for for a long time that will allow me to enjoy life a little bit better that help me relax help me unwind help me get away from the crap that I go through on a normal basis in my nine to five or whatever base job that you have i come home for this recreation and for that recreation to be crumbled because there's a lot of bugs and issues and then now i gotta go back to work and be more grumpy because my experience has been taken away from me because some stupid cash grab type of situation happened you have every right to sue every right to sue for that so Here's hoping that that actually happens. If that, again, much like the SAG after strike and the writer strike, if this works, this will light a fire under every single company's ass to not do the same again. They should have done this a long time ago. They should have done this with Marvel Avengers. Um, but 
to Marvel Avengers credit, Marvel Avengers also did come back. They don't get enough praise, but they, you know, because of their paywall situation and pay structure, it's overshadowed the improvements that that game has made. You know, they they kicked their own selves in the ass for how they handled that game. CD Projekt Red, on the other hand, has greatly redeemed themselves in this situation. And we're going to talk about that soon. But before we do, I want to talk about another major rumor. You know, also, there's a lot of there's a lot of things happening in October. We got Spider-Man 2 coming. We got um, a lot of games coming along the way, one of which is Bat the Batman trilogy. Which I believe and I looked this up, it is not a cloud based game. It, I gotta, it better not be a cloud-based game. But from what I understand, this is a actual port into the actual, I'm praying it's a, it's a it better be a port because I'm not paying, I, I do not want to pay for a cloud-based game. I will be highly pissed. But judging from what I understand and what I read, like it's going to require you to have a lot of memory space. So I, this should, they should be able to do this. And if they do, there is a rumor that another Batman-based game of recent is scheduled to come out on the Switch. That is Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights, I gave a, I believe I gave a B plus for when it came out. Um, mostly because that game was awesome. A lot of people don't like it because, and I don't totally discredit the gamers that didn't like it. I think they were mis- there was a misconception and that's the fault of WB games. Gotham Knights is a action RPG. It is not an action adventure game like Gotham, uh, like Gotham, uh, the Arkham series. The Gotham series created by Rocksteady was meant to be action based. This version, this Gotham Knights game is not an Arkham game. This is a totally different type of game. This is an action role playing game, meaning the con controls are going to be action role-playing based. Uh, so that's, I think, the misconception because people went in thinking it was a, a, a Arkham game. And I think WB Games and uh, I forgot what other, I forgot what other uh, company was factor, which is WB Montreal or whatever, something like that. Um, but WB Games gave the impression that this was going to be an Arkham game. They never specified that this was an action RPG uh, G game. If they would have specified that and clarified that this is an action RPG, not an Arkham game, they're doing something totally different. I think people would have gone in with a different approach and a different perspective of the game. So when you, try to, when you kind of realize it, you actually enjoy the game better. And I enjoyed this game. And the idea that according to comicbook.com, a leak associated with Gotham Knights has been verified for the Nintendo Switch, which is said to be released soon. The game was spotted on a Korean ratings website. A Switch interaction of Gotham uh, Knights has officially been rated in that region. And I'm saying rumor, but when you see things like that, it could happen. Now, it is believed that this could be a cloud version of the game, and if it is, I'm out. I'm tired of buying cloud games, especially here's the thing. I'm tired of paying full price for a cloud game. I don't like it. The fact because you buy a cloud game and you're paying full price for a cloud game. 
to me is despicable because you're not owning the game at any time the game cannot be played at all times you're restricted from playing the game like much like you would any other online type of game like um overwatch as much as i enjoyed overwatch i hate the idea that it's a online only based game like you're you're conformed you're you're restricted to only playing it when you're around a strong wi-fi bandwidth if i take that to a hotel depending on what hotel it is it's not gonna be as playable you're not gonna have that same experience so i don't like the idea of cloud-based games i've played i got guardians of the galaxy and i believe kingdom hearts and as much as i love those games on a normal platform i hate playing it because you don't own it but you paid full price for it at the same time like at least if you're gonna try to make me pay for this lower the price <laughs> for this game and majorly because i don't at any time y'all could pull the plug and i can no longer play this game on that on a on the nintendo switch i don't like that that's not me owning it that's that's me borrowing paying to borrow that game i want to be able to have full ownership and play that game offline if gotham knights is coming i just need him give me a downsized version of the game i could play on the go like it's going to be cloud-based on the nintendo switch and you're charging me full price for this this is the consumer side uh coming with using critical thinking here so you're gonna give me this game charge me full price for this game that you that you charge other people on the other platforms that you can download the data and play it offline at any time but you're gonna charge me the same price to play it on the game that i can't fully play whenever i go and i need full online like this is the part where i talk about they insult our intelligence and they don't think highly of our intelligence and this is what they think of the demographic like why would you would it think about what goes into the thought process of like will they actually buy will they actually buy this game in my mind it that meeting goes yeah they're stupid enough to buy this what the hell they don't care they, they don't people just buy and don't think and it's true it is they will be absolutely true they do not think of these type of things and therefore they just go and buy because that's what these i've been in meetings like this before <laughs> they don't think of us that highly not all of them so you gotta understand like when you buy games like this it's like you're screwing yourself over i've screwed myself over you know but knowingly because you know i have a show that i review and i platform this and i'm like okay I'm gonna shoot, I'm gonna take the bullet. I'm gonna buy this game. I'm gonna think why you shouldn't buy this game. And even though it does play well a lot of times, but if you, again, if your if your router starts to go out, if you know there's maintenance issues with your provider that are coming in and you wanna play that game, you won't be able to. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna play a game that's offline. If Gotham Knights is a cloud game, as much as I love that game, as much as I enjoyed that game, as much as there is a lot to enjoy with that game, I'm out. Like, develop a downsized version of the game, I'm in. And again, you got Nintendo who shows you how to do it. You just need to know how to do it and do it well, or just as good. I'm hoping, I, look, I'm, I've pre-ordered, I have got the Arkham series in pre-order, 
I, I, I thoroughly looked. It does not say it, it is cloud-based or is internet-based. And I, I pray it is. I pray that this is the actual port. I, I have a terabyte card waiting to download as much data for this game as needed. And that's the other thing too. It's like we have capabilities of using terabyte SD cards now. So there's no reason. I have games that are like on the Switch that are I believe 30 to 50 gigs big. So you can do this, even though Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are like, what, six and nine gigs big and they are massive. So that's why I always say like, those games are like the arc reactor and people are trying to figure out how to create Tony Stark's arc reactor and do and do the same thing. There's a bunch of Obadiah states around who are trying to figure out how to make the arc reactor as powerful, but compact as what he did. So I'm hoping that this is it. But if, if this game comes out awesome, if it's cloud-based, I'm out. I'll stick to the, 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 the PlayStation five version because if everything fails, I can still play it with no problem. So there you have it, folks. That will do it for this portion of the show. We're going to take ladies and gentlemen. This is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies and games such as this is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! reached the final stage of this program and i'm here to review cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty the expansion to one of the most controversial games of 2020 but also one of the biggest comebacks in gaming history uh debatable whether this is a bigger comeback than no man's sky but nonetheless this was this is in the history books as a great redemption story for cd project red who in 2020 had to eat a lot of crow because of their mismanagement, their uh, manhandle of the development of this game on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox uh, One, I believe. And so much so that they had to stop selling it. They took it off the shelf, a virtual shelf uh, and physical shelf. And they had a lot of tweaking and redeeming, redeeming to do it. It was like one of the rare companies to actually give back refunds because that that didn't happen at a time like playstation used to refuse to give back refunds but the game was so bad at the time that people wanted their refund and i was one of those people i got my refund back but then they also tried to gain your you know to your uh, get back in the graces of 
you know us as consumers and game fans um by charging it for only 24 dollars in hopes and promise that you will have a better experience than before they also did show by also coming out with the awesome anime cyberpunk uh edge runner which in my opinion i'm no i'm one of those people but it it helped in bringing people back because how great that show and series was on netflix i rewatched it recently it's just it's so awesome but it, it was one of the reasons people came back and when we came back we came back with the game being exactly what it was meant to be in 2020 some two maybe three years later i'm glad they didn't give up on it i'm also glad that they apologized for what they did and worked hard to get back in our graces and redeem themselves they, i might i say they have done just that not only just with the original game because i when i came back i enjoyed the game the way i was intended to enjoy it now for those who don't understand like cyber i was not a first person shooter fan i never liked them i'm not a fan of call of duty all those military based games the shooters were not not a big fan of you know using guns i'm usually a fan of you know swords mystical powers whatever like that so like i'm if i'm gonna play a first person shooter immortals of avion and ghostwire tokyo is what is the type of first person shooter game that i would play cyberpunk was supposed to be me getting into finally getting into the first person shooter deal mostly be mostly in part due to keanu reeves being in the game because i'm a i'm a big keanu reeves fan just like everybody and this game got majorly hyped at the time so it was much to everybody's surprise like it is with mortal kombat 1 that this game became a disaster and because it's involved with wb games much like mortal kombat 1 they had to do a lot of work to bringing this game back into fruition, much like Ed Boon and NetherRealm Studios have to do right now. And to CD Projekt Red's credit, they have done just that. That game was so fantastic. I enjoyed the game and I got so emotion emotionally invested into all three stories, playing all three different roles with three different outcomes and whatnot, much to my chagrin, none of them were good outcomes in a sense for V. Um, and it just turned out that it ended up being a very, very awesome game experience. So after they redeemed themselves, they wind up announcing that they were doing an expansion to this and the expansion included the appearance of one Idris Alba playing the role of Solomon Reed. And we got a chance to reprise our role as male and female V, you know, of course, uh, I, Shermie Lee, who is also one of the Sailor Scouts and plays other roles. And I had the opportunity to do a panel with her um, in 2021. She was uh, she plays V, the female version, uh, and I've played her in her roles, too, because there were some characters that I wanted to her be involved with as well. But also uh, Gavin Drea, who plays the male version of V and plays it very well, you know, playing, you know, on, on the other side of. Uh, Keanu Reeves' Johnny Silverman, uh, Silverhand, if you will, and now working with Idris Alba in this role. So it is a it's a very, very interesting game. The original game plays off like a um, sci-fi noir, whereas the expansion Phantom Liberty is a basically a spy thriller. 
nothing nothing else you can be said is it's basically a spy thriller here and the story is just incredible and it goes so many twists and turns and you could go so many different directions i just went to one direction but there are four more directions that you could go with with four different endings in one i guess you could call it a good ending because it's kind of the ending and i'm saying this with the upper infliction it's kind of the other it's kind of the ending that we're looking for but here's a twist by the time i finished this game with the new ending i felt like if you play twisted metal and you see one of the characters doing a deal with callisto if you play twisted metal you know what happens you get the ending that you want but not exactly the ending that you you know really want it in this way and this kind of played on here like it had me it had me going all night thinking like man was it really worth the ride i mean i got what i want out of it but like there's a cost to that you know it's just what I, i'll put it to you like this i'm not spoiling any of the ending at all you need to play it yourself there's a absolutely highly recommend playing this game i'm telling you right now this is one of the games of the year. This is going to be one of the games to play this year. If it doesn't make game of the year, I think it should get best writing and best directed at best. Like it is so good. Um, I felt after playing this game, I felt the same way playing this game as I did when I watched clerks three. If you watch clerks three, you know how great clerks three is but there's a cost <laughs> in there and i came out of this feeling the exact same way i did with clerks three it's like wow this was an incredible movie but can i experience this again because of everything that happened especially because i interviewed brian o'halloran right before i saw this movie and i was like i had no idea what was going to happen and just from the minute that i watched that movie and putting two and two together i'm like oh my god i can't believe this is happening is this going to happen what the hell is happening here what is going on here what oh my god i can't believe it went the way it did this is kind of the way i went with this but also again i had one ending i had one situation to the end there are four different ways that this thing can go but each direction comes with sacrifice and it's up to you to figure out like was it worth the sacrifice and that's what you get out of here and that's the most incredible thing about this game it is so intriguing and it's, it's some of the best storytelling i've seen this year and i've played my fair share of great games and like out of all the game all the games i played this year in 2021 i mean 2022 to 2023 one, two, three, four. There's only four games I'm giving the highest score to. And all those four games still doesn't have the storytelling that this one had. This was just absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. Incredible. Like, I'm sorry. That's no, that's five high six, actually. Um, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores also gets that nod, but I would god burning shores was really great this is on that level of burning shores but i think they just went just a little bit more 
but I like Burnish Shores because I think, I don't know, man. It's like Burnish Shores story. There was, it, 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 this, it was the total opposite. It was just as great of an ending, but it was also the opposite of the ending I have here. Like there was, you went off on a good note with Burnish Shores. This one is like, you go off on a good note, but it's not, you're not totally unscathed. <laughs> um, man, there's going to be some, like, there's going to be some very interesting game of the year contenders this year in terms of stuff like that. Um, I, I can only compare this to the level of burning shores because burning shores had the, and now granted, we did not get Spider-Man two yet. So I can't even say in terms of what the best story this year is, but oh boy, it's going to be some bangers this year. I'll tell you this. So let's talk about the story real quick. The take note this takes place right before you're about to you know go to war with Os with the osaka uh corporation just when you're about to go because when you beat the game they put you back right before that era and now i understand why they did this because you have a choice it, it, there's now a fork in the road in your story in your story road you now have the choice when you get the expansion you get the opportunity to just finish off Osaka in hopes that you can get the chip out of your system. If you played the, the original games, all three of the stories of the original games, the Street Kid, the Nomad, and I forgot the other, the Corporation version, you know the outcome of those. So now you got this new direction of Phantom Liberty where you're getting called by a character named Songbird to help you out, to help her out in a situation. So V is asked, to help the president of the NUS, the new United States or the, or the NUSA, if, uh, it, they, I've heard them say, uh, from time to time. So you're here to help president Myers after their plane is being shot down in Dogtown, ruled by a criminal warlord and enemy to the president named Kurt, who, uh, uh, Hansen. This starts up a whole firestorm of things. He teams up with a sleeper agent known as Solomon Reed, played by Idris Alba, to save the president and unravel a huge scandal in the midst of maintaining diplomatic relations with the rest of the world. Because anybody finds out about the real secrets behind what happened with President Myers, it's going to be an all-out war. V was also promised to be cured of the damaged chip that's in that has plagued him and Johnny Silverhand if he helps to save the president. Will V be able to complete this mission while also having the ability to save himself? So you're thinking like they got an expansion here and it's like, okay, V's still alive. How does this go? How does this start? Because when you first saw the trailer, it's like, okay, V's still a part of this. This is not a brand new story involving a new character because we already know what happens to V in the old story. No, this is a fork in a road situation. Now, if you go this direction, especially if you already knew what happened in the other three stories, how would this one go? Will you get the final resolution that you've been waiting for? And that's where the story goes. And that's where you got to find out. So that is the cliffhanger. Right there. That is the, the, the dangling carrot of this whole entire thing. If you've experienced everything that you had before, oh my goodness, man, it is. You're going to go through a thrill, an even bigger thrill ride this time around. So let's talk about the originality. We're going by originality, visual presentation, and performance, I should add. Um, 
from here, you're going to also have uh, sound and music, gameplay, fun factor, replay value, actor performances, storytelling. I don't God, folks, you'll need a crystal ball to predict the obvious and the way I'm sounding right now, how this is going to go. It's cyberpunk the way we wanted it in 2020 and like never before. CD Projekt Red opened up a can of hell ass with these new features. As part of the expansion, players will now be able to gain access to hundreds of new items, vehicles, combat vehicles, mind, mind you, weapons, clothing, and cyberware, as well as a whole new relic skill tree, um, which unique relic perks, which brings even more freedom and flexibility to the playstyle curation vehicles can now be enhanced for combat because now there's very uh, vehicular combat that you could do in the game which is one of the most fun new features that you can enjoy in this game as well uh, a new skill tree as mentioned uh, has been added to with the ability to level up even more only if you have the phantom liberties expansion you get new abilities new skills uh you become more powerful than ever enjoy them while it lasts so <laughs> there um the new abilities are also added into the old game as well but not all of them there's some exclusivities uh that you can only get if you get the phantom liberties still and trust me it's worth getting this expansion um look even if you get in on holiday season get it if you haven't played this game in a while get it if you haven't played this game because of your issues with the game before i'm telling you it's all gone it's all back and is even with this expansion pack is better than ever guarantee you trust me i am fully in like this if i played this game in 2020 i would have i would have been a first person shooter fan a long time ago a, a single player first person shooter fan mind you i would have been into this a long time ago this is the reason i thought i would become a fan but it was tokyo i that credit goes to tokyo uh ghostwire tokyo plain and simple that was the first game that said like okay there's something to like in this type of genre for me and then i went back and played cyberpunk when it was better and i was like okay this game is awesome no this game is spectacular if this game would have came out in 2020 final fantasy 7 would have had it oh my god final fantasy 7 i don't know final fantasy 7 was still a fantastic game but they would have had major competition if this game was really the game that it was meant to be now what it is now visual presentation i was a fan of it before it looked great but you could easily tell the huge upgrade the up the, the, the new update that they added on from it was like a 17 gig update part of it was visuals it was already great the last time i played but the now you could tell the difference like the facial features and textures of the character models have greatly improved especially when you look at johnny silverhand from like really close up or um you know it looks like Keanu. it literally looks like Keanu reeves more than ever has before um other characters that you've dealt with before like pan am and stuff like that you like you can see the pores coming out their face even more than you ever could before it just looks it looks like what a next gen game should have looked like in the first place like this is the true power of the playstation 5 and the xbox xbox series x and all that like it is music has always been great and this is no different they even added new uh, radio stations and music stations uh, to the game as well now so i mean you got the wb level theatrical scores and whatnot in here so that's always been there it's always been good always played gameplay 
also has been always playing like after playing multiple first person shooter games like uh immortals avium and, and and ghostwire tokyo and stuff going back to this and with the new additions and changes that they've made it just made it even it just made me more appreciative of the control scheme now especially because I, one of my biggest peeves of immortals of avium when i played that game i enjoyed it but i hated the fact that your character hand is always sticking out as you're walking even on just you're just traversing through normal villages and all this stuff like you're not in combat all the time you don't need to have your hand sticking out i never understood and i couldn't hoist my hand from just to hit down it just like made no sense hopefully i did see a few updates on the from uh immortals avia maybe i need to jump back in there just to see what the updates are or just look online to see what the updates are but hopefully one of them is like let him put his hand down he can't just have his hand sticking out all the time at least with this cd project red was a little bit more intuitive to understanding the logic of doing it like you're you're walking around you you can you know have your hand you know host it with the gun or your sword or whatever like that or whatever weapon that you use but then you can tap double tap it to put it down because you, logically you don't have you're not walking around with your hand sticking out all the time you're not always on attack so it it when i did it in immortals of avium it, it really kind of took me out of the experience because my head is spinning like logically like you don't normally walk like this <laughs> okay so it, this is, takes the realism effect of it or the logistics effect of it from that point fun factor i enjoyed every single minute of this game from the engaging from engaging in the plot of phantom liberty or just traveling from Dogtown and night city and other places doing side missions and there is some so much to do with so much story to tell and, and enjoy this entire time it's just the open world aspect of phantom of, of cyberpunk is just amazing it's just absolutely amazing uh phantom liberties takes you through a whirlwind of twists and turns in this sci in this sci-fi spy thriller by the end you're like drained but in a very good way um you you even even though i just only played one story aspect i just left out like wow i'm just blown away that this is the stage of gaming that we're in now like i you guys gotta understand like i think i put up a post like what was the first game you've ever played and uh, i actually said pong pong is the very first video game ever it's just a dot you know playing like ping pong with another you know with like with with two like rectangular objects together that was i was in the beginning of the gaming you know era that was my first game so to see the evolution of gaming to the point that it's at a hollywood level is astounding that we look at video games in the same genre as tv shows or movies or whatnot it's astounding and the writing in this in a storytelling writing and storytelling and character development of this game can level up to any series or any movie that you've ever watched like it is a warner brothers level series you could tell and it's just amazing you just enjoy the whole entire thing from start to finish it's, it's it's just incredible you get so engaged like this game i, I play this game 
And I'm like, why are we doing virtual reality? It's just no point. When you make great games that still, you could be more immersed into cyberpunk and games like this without even having to put gargles in your face. That is that that gimmick. That gimmick is it's just it's not needed. All you need to do is just create a really great, engaging, compelling game experience like you did with this. So replay vibe. I will absolutely play. I have played this game. I played it three times, four times now um, and, and played this experience. Will I play it from start to finish again? I could because there's still so much I need to do. I didn't have every romantic engagement in there. I, there's a few I left out in there. Um, there's the one woman that I have not, that V has not dealt with that I, I'm aware of. And I don't know the outcome of that one. So I could go back in and play this whole thing again and then go back and play Phantom Liberties and try to do a whole nother outcome because there are four different outcomes to that from that as well. So some of them good, some of them bad. So um, I can absolutely do it. My thing is, I will say this because of the particular ending that I've done, it also kind of gave away what would happen if I was the female version too. And that's kind of, it's kind of an interesting take as well. So, oh, this game is just spectacular from that point. So if you have time to invest, you can play the expansion over again, as there are like literally five paths you could go through in this game. And I can go through the other paths and check it out. Choosing one path may lead you into a compromising situation with your crew, while also while the others may take you on another road. You will have to hopefully choose right in hopes to that you can finally get rid of the damaged chip, hopefully in this case. But slowly but surely, man, this is like the road. It, it just it, it just leads you down a rabbit hole. <laughs> but such a good one. And it just has you coming back, like thinking like literally I was, I was in bed last night, just thinking about what could I have done to, if I went into this other realm and this other way and all this stuff. And it's like, you almost kind of really want to just go through the game experience all over again to see where you could go from there. So as far as active performances, good Lord, are you kidding me? <laughs> they got the best of the best to be in here. Like seriously. Everybody, um, Minji Chang, who played uh, Song Me, So Me, Song So Me, in here plays a really pivotal role here because her role is, you know, she's the reason why V is in this whole entire thing in the first place, and you know what's going on here. Kate Best as Rosalind Myers, you know, she's the president of the NUS, just fantastic. Um, oh, another one, uh, Yvonne Sinet Jones. There's a lot of great representation in here boy in, in this game in this version i feel like i feel like there was way more you know characters of color in here than it was in the original game but the original game had you know had a lot of great diversity in here too but i feel like they doubled down on this one um yvonne senate um jones was an awesome character in here she played elena alex uh zen uh in here who was you know another sleeper uh agent that they that v works with and uh i almost felt like there was Gonna be something in the midst of that one too, but like it, shoot, it was. Um, Elijah uh, Montjoy played Kurt Hansen. You're gonna hate this dude <laughs> with conviction for a reason, man. It is, it's just incredible. But there was a lot of great, great, great uh, characters in here, and, and you know, moments in here. Performances were aidless actor level performances. 
just all around everybody you came across with just it just they just did a great job with this um you, you you'd be hard pressed not to love this so overall let's get to the grade here i mean dude i've only i i've out of all the games that i've reviewed even the ones that got a plus none of them has received the score i'm about to give originality gets 100 there's only a few in here that gets um originality akibus trip 2 director's cut got that um bayonetta cereza and the loss um in the loss i forgot the lost forest or whatever like that got 100 street fighter 6 got 100 um legend of zelda tears of the kingdom got 100 this is another game that gets 100 for this visual performance and uh visual presentation and performance gets 100 from here sound of music of course gets 100 not only do you have the theatrical score you also get a whole entire radio station full of music and soundtracks and such like that so definitely gets 100 gameplay absolutely gets 100 fluid gameplay all through and through you know you got like you know you got to remap your, your controls you just enjoy it for what it is right there fun factor 100 replay value so many directions you could go and you could go back and play it all over again and like it's a whole new different game 100 actor performances 100 and story 100 with a perfect score of 400 this game gets an a plus without a doubt you know what's funny because this is just the expansion pack that i'm basing it on not the full game just the expansion pack so i don't know if game awards will have a cat will allow this to be submitted as a game of the year and if it does it really can compete with tears of the kingdom in my opinion like here's tears of the kingdom may actually get it but this is an expansion along with um what was it along with horizon forbidden west burning shores was also a expansion story so i don't know if they include expansions as standalone games but if they it, I, honestly honestly i really think there should be a separate category for expansions because we get expansion stories quite often like pokemon always has an expansion story um street fighter hopefully will have an expansion story i desperately need them to have an expansion story as well um because that will probably boost them up to an a plus in my opinion if they have that depending on if the story actually close you know seals gaps in this story <laughs> plot and everything but we get expansions and some really great expansion stories out of this so if i would love for them to just have an expansion if they're expansions that are out for that year there needs to be a category for expansions because it you know this this right here as a standalone should be one of the best expansions out there if it's game of the year i don't know if you could because that would just bring back the entire game in full as a game of the year as a game of the year type of deal so it'll be interesting to see what happens how games are going to be categorized in this sense because expansions kind of change the way the game experience is now so we'll see but look, look this is for an expansion alone 
this entire game gets 100. It's the only other game that I gave 100 to, a full 100 to, and, uh, next to, uh, and apparently I did give Burning Shores a full 100 as well, for all the same reasons that Cyberpunk uh, 2077 Phantom Liberties was. Two amazing expansion games, expansion story experiences in one year. Eh, just amazing, man. If you neglect it, uh, going back to Cyberpunk 2077 because of what happened in 2020, I'm telling you now, get this game, get the expansion, credit, to, shout out to CD Projekt Red for doing something that a lot of other, not just game companies should do, but a lot of people should do. When you make a mistake, you own up to it. You take accountability and you apologize for it, but you work hard to redeem yourself. You'll come out much better in the long run. I know this because I have experience in this myself. I had to, I had to take accountability for the things I've done in the past. I've apologized and I've proved my worth and made a comeback. I have deep respect for anybody who could do the same, no matter what it is that they've done. You'll come out a lot stronger and even better. And you'll help other people to do the same. I am a big fan of CD Projekt Red because of what they were doing, what they were able to do. They deserve all the praise that they have done to do what they've did to make the comeback of this game. They, they, this is a company that values their brand and they value their customers. And because of that, they ring supreme for this one. So go, I promise you go back and go and watch cyberpunk, uh, edge runners on Netflix. If you have that, if you haven't seen that yet, watch that too. watch all that. Cause I watched it again. And because I beat the first three games, I had a new way of, it was like, I had a refresh way of watching it. Cause I, I'm more in tune to the world now than I ever was before when I watched it the first time around. So go anyway, check all it out, invest invest in this you will not be wrong folks that will do it for this edition of select start hope you guys enjoyed it and i hope i convinced you enough to say like go jump on this game but we got another game coming next week and that is dragon quest the adventures of die infinity thrash i should say uh it came out yesterday i played it a little bit um and i will be playing it officially completely now because i managed to beat phantom liberties last night so um i can now focus on this game fully and i'll have a re review for you on that if you uh go out of your way to watch or listen to the review i had of the anime series which i did in preparation for this game go out of your way check out that review on talktimelive.com you could check out that episode and every episode like this one on talktimelive.com as well as our exclusive interviews with some of your favorite actors game developers, music producers, all involved in our favorite fandoms, all on there. You can check it out there uh, for free, by the way. And you can also check out other content that's on air, our blog content, other things that I've put together, like um, other interviews that are on the blog section, um, my reviews, my covering of certain media events. I'll be going back to New York Comic Con in a couple weeks where I'll be covering that event as well and much, much more. If you also want to check out and subscribe and download the show, you could do so 
wherever podcasts are played. That is including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, you name it, we are there. We just hit some new spots as well. Just type in ACMG Presents Talk Time Live wherever you are in your favorite platform. We should be able to pop up there. This Sunday, my objective, my mission is to go check out the creator. Uh, I am dying to see this movie uh, because it is is starring one of my favorite actors, John David Washington, who is playing the lead character, Joshua. And uh, this is a very awesome sci-fi type of deal, you know, Matrix-esque like, it involves AI and all that stuff. And also it is, now this is kind of my turn off. This is kind of the turn off for me because it also is from the people who brought you uh, Star Wars Rogue One. Not one of my favorite, <laughs> not exactly one of my favorite Star Wars. Um, I'm one of the rare people who did not enjoy that one, but it was great in terms of visuals and all the stuff. So we'll see. It, it just it would I just was not a fan of Rogue One at all. Like there were some aspects of Rogue One that I did enjoy, but the overall, it was one of my least favorite Star Wars movies out there. So um we'll check out I'll, I'll, the idea is for me to check it out. If not, I still got Castlevania that I got to check out this week too. So it may be one or the other, but the primary will be possibly creators from there. So that's all we have for this week. That'll do it for me, folks. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out here. Take care and have a great and safe week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.